0: I'm Laura Trump coming to you from my home in New York. The continued lockdowns by Democrat governors are proof that they want a United States of Socialism. Joining me is conservative commentator and the author of United States of Socialism, Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh, welcome back.
1: Great to be on the show as always.
0: Well, it's shocking, really, to see the absolute embrace of socialism in America, considering its failure throughout history. Tell us a little bit about United States of Socialism, this new book you have.
1: Socialism is uh, the most discredited idea since slavery. Um, It has been tried in more than half the world. When I was growing up as a kid in India, India was a socialist country. Uh, We had a ration card that would tell us how much cooking oil and rice we could buy. There was endemic corruption through all levels of government. My family was on a seven-year wait to get a phone. So socialism was the way of the world. And then it all fell apart at the end of the 20th century um, when the Soviet Union collapsed and China moved away from socialism, India too, Uh, and all these countries are doing better uh, economically. So I think the revival of socialism, really for the first time in the United States, it's never been a mainstream idea in American history. This has to be a huge surprise. Now, some conservatives think that we can refute socialism just by pointing to its history, by saying, listen, we tried it 25 times. It's never worked before. Therefore, it can never work again. But uh, the theme of my book is that that won't That's not sufficient, why? Because the left today is trying some new types of socialism and we have to look at this new socialism that's quite appealing to some young people and it appeals to groups, um, including many groups that Marx didn't even consider to be part of the socialist constituency. So in the book, I take on the new socialism, I say what's new about it, and then I make the case against it.
0: So Dinesh, a lot of people out there will say, Well, we like to embrace the type of socialism that we see in the Scandinavian countries because we know that that works. What do you say to that?
1: Scandinavian socialism is very different from anything that the left wants to impose here. Um, The Scandinavian model is um, capitalist in wealth creation and socialist and wealth distribution. So the Scandinavians are very careful not to kill the goose that lays the golden eggs. If you look at the uh, economic policies of Scandinavia, uh, their corporate taxes about the same as the United States. They have no minimum wage. Companies can hire and fire people for any reason. There's no wealth tax, there's no inheritance tax. They don't impose the kind of financial transaction fees that Bernie wants to impose on Wall Street. So the Scandinavians are, they don't demonize the rich. Um, Now, on the distributional side, the Scandinavians do have retirement plans, they have unemployment plans, they have health plans, but here's the key point, everybody has to pay. This is not a case where you rob Peter to pay Paul and count on Paul's political support. This is a case where the middle class pays, very high levels of taxation, the same as the rich, and they also have the VAT tax, the so-called consumption tax. 25% an economist will tell you that that disproportionately falls on the poor So the key point is the Scandinavians have a big welfare state, but it's not soak the rich, it's soak the whole society. And so you can see both in wealth creation and wealth distribution, this is not a model that any progressive Democrat in America, to my knowledge, has any interest in following.
0: Well, I think it's very important that people are educated, especially now, Dinesh. I mean, we're heading into a critical election on November 3rd of this year where people really will have a a big choice to make. And I've continued to say this, I live in in New York and in the state of New York, since the kind of lockdowns began, I have felt a little bit like this might be what it's like to live in a socialist country because you were just talking about the ration card you got when you were a kid. At my local grocery store where I have to wait in line, six feet apart from everyone with a mask on to get in, I literally have gone to the grocery store numerous times. It took me about six different times to actually find packets of yeast. Uh, I was limited to two packets of yeast whenever I got there. Um, The limitations on buying meat, the limitations on buying uh, paper products like paper towels and toilet paper. If anyone in this country is wondering, I think, a little bit like what might it be like to live in a socialist country, I guess they could kind of take a look around right now during the lockdowns and see sadly that this could be part of our our future of our country if we're not careful.
1: Socialism is defined by two uh, key features. The first is misery and the other is tyranny. Uh, And coronavirus, I would say has given us uh, on a temporary basis, a kind of ugly uh, preview of what socialism would look like on a permanent basis. Uh, You've mentioned the empty shelves, the limits on purchases. So that's the first side of it. And the other side of it is the attack on civil liberty. Uh, The important thing here is to realize our civil liberties are not up for democratic referendums. So even though the left talks about democratic socialism, as if a 51% majority would get to decide if you or I have free speech, or if you or I can can practice our faith, the truth of it is they can't. The Constitution put that outside the reach of democratic majorities. And yet we've seen under coronavirus a kind of a cavalier attack on our privacy through various forms of drones and surveillance, uh, an attack on our freedom of assembly, also an attack on religious liberty, forcing the churches, for example, uh, to close. So I think that, uh, and it's pretty clear that some of these governors and mayors are kind of enjoying it. Uh, Initially, their motive for extending the lockdowns was pretty simple. They did not want the Trump economy to come back. Uh, They felt this would be a strong talking point uh, for President Trump. We're going to try to lock, wrestle down the economy so it doesn't have time to come back.
0: It's very, very frightening. Um, If the Democrats got their way, Dinesh, what would happen in this country? And I think you're absolutely right, which is why on November 3rd, we have to make sure that we make the right choice. Joe Biden is the supposed nominee now for the Democrats. They propped him up enough. He's out there uh, and out there. By out there, I mean he's in his basement hiding and doesn't really know where he is. But the things that he's proposing, like dramatic tax increases, the elimination of fossil fuels, the appeasement of China. I mean, how would his election ensure the adoption of socialism in the United States? Because it almost absolutely would.
1: Yes, the Democrats made, uh, I think, a a calculated decision not to go with the sort of explicit socialism of Bernie Sanders, but to go with what can be called the creeping socialism of Joe Biden, uh, because they know deep down that socialism is not a popular idea in the United States. Um, and so they're hoping that Biden, in his kind of rocking chair manner, will lull people into a sort of sense of security where they won't feel the threat of socialism. Now, the reality is that B- Biden, far from doing the normal thing and pivoting to the center, as candidates typically do in the, in the, in the election, is pivoting left. Right. So he was he was against free college. That was an Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders idea, but Biden has now embraced the free college scheme. Uh, Biden is completely on board with the Green New Deal. Uh, Biden supports all types of um, accommodations based on race and gender. And and this points us to something important about socialism today. For Marx, socialism was just about the rich and the poor. Uh, It was about the clash between the working class and the capitalist class. But what we have in America today now, I call it identity socialism because it is a weird marriage between socialism, in the classic sense, and identity politics. And so we have socialists today who care more about abortion than the minimum wage. Uh, They care more about the transgender bathroom than they do about universal basic income. What the Democrats are doing is they're not just dividing society two ways, the rich and the poor, they're dividing it between the black and the white, the straight and the gay, the male and the female, the, the legal and the illegal. Uh, And Biden is on board with all of this. So even though he's the whitest and perhaps the deadest of white males who's ever run for the Democratic ticket, nevertheless, uh, he has embraced identity socialism. that's behind his idea. I'm gonna nominate a woman, probably a black woman. Uh Um, All of this stuff is the politics of division, intimidation and resentment. and, And I hope that Americans give it a big thumbs down in November.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's very important that people, again, educate themselves Books like yours, very, very helpful. And, and look, you're, what you are doing with uh, educating people out there, it's the only way. Because so many, especially young people in this country, you're right, you can say it's never worked in the past. They don't get it until you really lay it out for them. So thank you for, for being a champion of this country, being a patriot, doing everything you do. We really, really appreciate it. And I think it's so, so important. And uh, as always, Dinesh D'Souza, thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. With four more years of Donald Trump, it's guaranteed that America will never, ever become a socialist nation. That's the real news for today. If you'd like to get involved with Team Trump, go to DonaldJTrump.com or download the official Trump 2020 app from the App Store or the Google Play Store. I'm Laura Trump coming to you from my home in New York. Thanks for joining us, everybody.